Well, hello, 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 and welcome to Sisters You Have Value podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tolliver, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Happy Friday, happy Friday. This podcast is created for women because we believe in the power of sisterhood and unity, and we strive to build a community where women can share their passions, learn from one another's experiences, and support each other on their journey. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Sisters You Have Value podcast. If you are a new listener, thank you so much for tuning in. Give us a like, share, and follow, and send it to a friend. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back and giving us another listener. So y'all, okay. I had a whole different idea for this podcast for this week. Oh, it was going to be like lit. But okay, God had it up. He had me going a whole different direction. So yesterday morning, like 4 a.m. So I got up like 2.30, y'all. And um, because I have to be at work, I've got a, a major board meeting coming up next Tuesday. So I got up like 2.30. So I'm like, I got to get to work early. It's raining. Um, so about 4 a.m., y'all, I'm driving to work because y'all know I'm an hour away from work. And um, I'm halfway there. And hey, don't judge me. So this is it. Um, y'all know I'm about as transparent as saran wrap. So out of the blue. I started singing, y'all. Um, doe, a deer, a female deer, ray, a drop of golden sun, me, a name I call myself, fa, a long, long way to run, <laughs> tea, I drink with German bread, so something, some with needle and thread, and so some, some I can't remember the rest, and and then I think in some, some, and that brings us back to do, re, me, some, thingy, thingy, y'all. So I think, I want to say, <laughs> some of y'all might know, some of y'all might not. If you're in the over 50 club, hey, y'all might remember, I think it's something I learned in music. And if I didn't, mind your business. But uh, so with that being said, y'all, my mind just went like, oh, my God. Where did that come from? So with all of that, that brings me to today's topic, help. (laughs) I can't remember what happened to me in my childhood. So that's what today's topic is, y'all. I can't remember. So um, I don't know where it came from. I'm just driving. I had something else in mind today. But this is it. This is what you're going to get because of that song. Blame it on the song. God took me in another direction, and this is what we got. So then I started thinking about repressed childhood memories. So y'all know that's amnesic blocks. It can be indicative of trauma. Maybe not. But childhood amnesia is a common phenomenon uh, where adults struggle to remember events from their uh, early childhood. Real deal. That's real stuff. So research shows that this is largely due to the way our brains develop and encode memories due to early childhood. And there are connections (laughs) to experiences we had growing up and the way we experience life even as an adult. Um, 
So for instance, if we went through a traumatic experience as a child, something like physical or emotional abuse, it can affect our thoughts, our behaviors uh, well into our adulthood. So um, for some, this phenomenon in the brain occurs where we just can't remember. So if you've ever asked yourself, Lord, why can't I remember my childhood? You may have repressed them. I know I've asked myself that 50,000 times, you know, um, but um, it doesn't mean something happened to everybody. That doesn't mean that somebody uh, beat the brakes off of you, you know, somebody did something to you. Uh, Certain thoughts we have may indicate that, you know, something did happen, but many people can recall happy childhood memories. I, you know... Sometimes I look at people and they be, girl, I remember when I was two years old. Like, really? You know, some people can remember when they were three, playing with friends during recess, birthday parties. That time you accidentally set fire <laughs> to your parents' uh, bedroom, to the whole living room. You said that you about burn the house down. I don't know. I don't remember. Well, what the hell happened to me? So I, I, I you know, y'all, I think my mom used to think I was crazy because I used to ask her, like, Mama, did something happen to me? And she used to be like, girl, what are you talking about? And I would tell her that I couldn't remember most of my childhood, real deal. Y'all know, I had a lot of blank spaces in my head. So here we go. What happened? And so, you know, that memories are repressed. So if you're terrified of snakes or spiders or heights without really knowing why, there just might be a repressed memory hanging on in there. Um, the thoughts that surround repressed childhood memories manifest themselves later in life, life as fears. Like, what if your daddy threw you way up in the air so high? <laughs> you know, you don't know. But um, so a typical thought might be a negative reaction. What if somebody yelled at you? And that stems from a repressed childhood of a parent who was angry. And they, what if they were jealous? So if you believe you may have a phobia that's making your life a challenge, you know, we might, sometimes we need help. Sometimes y'all, we don't see things as issues. And that's the problem, especially in the black community. We don't think anything is wrong with us. And um, we had this old crazy proclivity. I ain't going to no white man. You know, of course, black when back when there weren't really a lot of uh, people of color that were therapists or same things like that. But people can help you uncover that potential. You can pray about it. Ask God to reveal some things. Lord, bring these things to the forefront of my mind. Lord, help me to see what it is that I'm dealing with to help me develop and cope with these mechanisms. So is it normal that I can't remember this stuff? Yep, completely. So that's good news, right? That it's normal for us not to remember much of our early years. That's called infantile amnesia. And that means that even though kids' brains are like sponges, soaking in all of that info and experience, you might take uh, relatively few memories of it into adulthood. So, you know, y'all know I'm a genius. So I probably, with all this brain I got, I might have like moved some stuff out, you know, um, to, to let all this genius in, you know, could be that. It doesn't mean we have a problem with our memory or that we've repressed it, you know, so, um, our memory only really starts improving at eight, between the ages of eight and 10. So, um, 
the thought of not remembering much or wondering whether or not we experienced childhood trauma, that can be upsetting because I've experienced that, y'all. Um, I've experienced that a lot. So that's why this topic, it stuck with me when I couldn't remember the rest of that song and I was driving, don't know why it popped in my head because, you know, I use that, that hour, that 45 minutes to an hour. That's my quiet time. That's that time I hear from God. That's that time where I'm praising and I'm worshiping and things like that. And every now and again, something will just pop in my mind. And that just happened to be what popped in my mind, which prompted this podcast today. So, you know, and it's a good thing because some people might think the same things that I have, but some people have good memories and very vivid memories. And I mean, Lord, they can remember down to the color shoes and socks they had on, you know, um, that don't have a problem with it. And I can tell you one vivid memory I had that I had an all strawberry birthday. I had strawberry cake, strawberry ice and strawberry ice cream, strawberry cookies. Hmm. I think so. Did I? Or am I really thrilled? Did I really have that? But that is something I, I don't, I vividly remember and praying God, I just don't imagine that. So the truth is, um, Hey, um, we don't, it just comes down to how our brains are formed. So, uh, many people just get it. Oh, so when I moved back from California, um, <laughs> one of the first places I tried to get a job was the sheriff department. Y'all, they sent me to the psychologist twice. So I failed it the first time. So they asked me about my childhood. They asked me, um, about my parents. I'm like, yeah, they cool, you know, or whatever. And, um, so he asked me, I'm like, okay, they didn't be me, you know, which they did, but you know, I'm like, you know, you get your normal whoopings and stuff with your switches and stuff like that. And I'm like that, but, but they didn't, you know, in my mind, I had a good childhood, you know, me and my friends, you know, I do remember the, us playing in the graveyard, playing ball, you know, Red Rover, Red Rover, those things I can't remember. Now, family vacations, I cannot. However, I did not get a job with the sheriff department, but God saw best with the fire department. We are Shreveport's finest. So, yeah, shout out to that. But um, because they said I repressed memories, I had repressed memories of things. And so, honestly, um, all jokes aside, the sheriff department, the psychologist, I can't remember, of course, you know, 30 some years ago almost, but um they said I repressed things. And so, uh, unfortunately, um, I didn't get the job. But fortunately, uh, like I said, God saw best and he already knew that my destiny was with the fire department. Um, so that does speak, you know, to even some of the things that we're talking about today. So psychology OG, y'all know Sigmund Freud was one of the first to suggest that there was a link between childhood trauma and a lack of memories. And researchers have been exploring the possibility ever since. So like in the 90s, the theory of repressed memory became so widespread that therapists made the mistake of confusing anxiety, eating disorders, and other neurological issues for signs of childhood abuse. Um, they suggested to the parents that something awful had happened to their early happened in their early years, and they didn't remember. Um, I remember on a show, Oprah, <laughs> that's when she was real. Um, I don't, I don't watch Oprah. Um, sorry, y'all. But, um, back in the eighties, uh, <laughs> on one show, somebody came on Oprah 
and said that around the age of 35, 35, every childhood memory that you had suppressed was going to come out. And Lord, at 35, you were going to go crazy and everything. So Lord, I feared 35 for the longest time because I just knew everything in my mind, my brain that was suppressed, Lord, was just going to come to fruition and I wasn't going to be able to handle it. And I was going to have this major overload. Y'all don't listen to people. People crazy. Um, so anyway, um, and that just lets you know, even back then, there's always speculation into things because research is real. That's what they're doing, researching. But of course, we know fraud and all of those, the Freud and Carl Jung and stuff. Those people are, man, they're amazing. You know, and I've studied Jung and I've started, studied Freud and um, Nietzsche and people like that. So, you know, um, there's some amazing people that have paved the way for this type of stuff and information. So, uh some people in, in treatment, though, during that time from those other therapists that made the mistake of confusing that had gave people false memories of incidents that never happened. So that's not good. So but if it's something you're worried about, remember this. Most people who have experienced childhood trauma, especially if it's the most serious forms, you're going to remember that incident. If you have experienced a trauma that's so devastating, you will remember that incident. And I don't remember nothing. So my mama probably was right thinking I was crazy. Mama, what happened to me? You know, there's just some things that, hey, it is what it is. So trauma can certainly affect our memory. Um, more on, but we'll talk about that. But if you have absolutely zero memory of anything bad happening and nothing else from life seems suspicious, you're probably not representing or repressing memories. It's probably just regular childhood amnesia. So again, our our brain processes and stores memory over time. It decides what to keep, what to delete, what to suppress, what to repress. Stress and fear can cause your brain to vividly remember events to protect you later in life. So there are protectors, Lord. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And when I say the body and the mind is so amazing, it's so, man, it's to study us. We are some amazing creatures. God is just so amazing in how he created us. Um, But the brain can also repress it and push traumatic memories aside to allow us to cope and to be able to move forward in life, y'all, so that we can live Because can you imagine being stuck, being frozen, not being able to live, to be traumatized by that one single event that you can't breathe, that you can't move? That's not how God designed us to live. So, but it's also a long standing debate on those memory wars about the validity of our memory repression. So, you know, it's still controversial in the scientific world today. So most people believe that it is rare to completely forget trauma that occurred after early childhood. Um, I myself am am indifferent. I still think there are things. Now, this is me. I believe what I want to believe because it's me and it's my mind. But I'm also praying for recall and ask God to reveal those things to me that that I need in order for me to be God's best and what he has and what I'm purposed for in this life. Um, so there are things and, and, and we believe in God for healing, for restoration and things like that. Now, different types of amnesia. Yeah. Trauma. They call these things ACEs. Uh, uh, they, they are called adverse childhood experiences. 
So what are some aces um, and causes of that trauma? So some aces can be verbal. Um, these things leave emotional scars that can cause us to repress emotions to emerge as an adult. These are the things they, they, they scar us. We experience them as, as a child, but we can still live. So the, some ACEs include verbal, physical, or sexual abuse, neglect, alcoholic parents, mental illness of family members, abandonment of a parent, i.e. whether it's divorce, death, or prison, uh, severe childhood illness, learning disabilities, extreme bullying. And see, I had bullying when I was young. Man, I experienced some bullying in my life, y'all. Oh, but Lord, when I emerged, boy, it made me a beast. <laughs> so I was a, Lord, man. Uh, refugee trauma, natural disasters. You know, my brother traumatized me too on some stuff, y'all. Almost half of the children in the United States are exposed to at least one ace through their lives. And so I work with uh, children from hard places. So I worked uh, in the system that we work with children who have come from these types of things. And when I say it's so amazing to study that and to understand um, what these children go through. So you have to have empathy in your life to understand these things. And so we are so quick to judge what people go through. We're so quick to talk about people. You don't know their walk. But see, oh, the devil is a liar. So baby, but if we open your closet and see the skeletons that come out, you ain't so righteous. You ain't so good. You ain't so all the stuff and the lies that you tell yourself and everybody else every day. Girl, go sit down because I can promise you. Now, this list is not exhaustive, right? You know it's more than that on this list, but can pick you apart. Uh-huh. You can't hide behind enough Maybelline. Go sit down somewhere. So some signs and symptoms that may be ways that the emotional impact of childhood trauma can uh, present itself. So let's look at some symptoms that can occur or worsen during your stressful time so that you'll be able to identify these things. Uh, strong reactions. They can catch you off guard. Uh, you might feel unsafe around a person you just met because they remind you of somebody or someone involved in your trauma. You see what I'm saying? So we, these are triggers, y'all. And you, 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 you don't even know where that came from. So you don't know how to identify it because you don't even realize what's happening to you, right? Anxiety. Childhood trauma increases the risk of anxiety. Anxiety triggers a reaction, y'all, where the adrenaline courses through your body telling you that's that fight or leave that fight or flight situation. You know, your heart rate increases. You may feel sick to your stomach. See, sometimes y'all, again, you can't heal what you won't confront. If we haven't sought help, sometimes we're treating symptoms, not problems. You can't anesthetize the pain enough when we hadn't identified it, when we hadn't sought the help, when we hadn't come to realize, Lord, I need some help. Lord, something is wrong with me. But we go through life with a Band-Aid on Hoover Dam. We go through life not even knowing what's wrong. We go through life not realizing we're traumatized. 
But we can't be our best. We can't be what God has for us because we don't even know something is wrong. Childish reactions. <laughs> Childish reactions may look like a tantrum. You're a grown person throwing a temper tantrum. You speak in a childlike voice. You got stubbornness. You got outbursts that's difficult for you to control. You zero to a thousand real quick. Something happened. That's some trauma there. Because, you know, they used to call me Peter Papa. David, who can get you? Yeah. But those were reactions to things. You know what I mean? And if I felt some kind of way, if somebody was trying to challenge something, you get what I'm saying? You can identify those things, but then later on, you know, I can laugh at you. But I still have these hands. Don't don't get it twisted. You get what I'm saying? These hands still here. But I can laugh at you now. And things like that. So um, inability to cope with change. Stress is normal when you're pushed out of your comfort zone. It becomes concerning, though, when change triggers persistent extreme emotions that interfere with daily life or relationships. But now it's like, Lord, wherever you leave me, Lord, okay, wherever we go, I'm just going to go with you. So you can't move me now. Okay, Lord, whatever we got to do. So you got to come to a place, but if you can't cope with it and if it takes you outside of your norm and you think you about to jump off of a bridge, we got some problems and some things we need to identify. That might be a sign that the emotional impact of childhood trauma is presenting itself. Okay. Oh, okay. That, okay. What about intense mood swings? Trauma survivors sometimes uh, feel numb or they have overwhelming emotions. Some find it uh, uh, difficult to identify why they feel irritable, stressed, or anger. Sometimes you don't even know why you're mad. You, you just mad. Why? You irritated, don't even know why. Stressed out, don't even know why. Ain't nobody did nothing to you. You don't even know why you're mad. You, you see what I'm saying? And nobody know how to help you or reach you because you don't even know that you are presenting and playing out things from your past. Okay, certain places make you uncomfortable. Certain smells, noise, uh, noises, environments, sights, other sensations cause discomfort. You you ever you ever experienced that? Okay. Um, what about something, uh, if, if, if something occurred in the elevator, uh, small spaces, girl, if, if, uh, when I was little, um, we, we were playing football in the graveyard and, uh, I got the football and when they tackled me, even the older boys, everybody got on top of me, you know, they just tackled me. Lord, when I tell you, I'm, I'm afraid of anybody that get on top of me now, like I can't breathe. So now you can, you don't do it. I I will come unglued. So now I'm that claustrophobia. I know that. I can identify that. You know, I uh-uh, get off me. Get off me. Don't 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 hover over me. Don't don't cover because I remember that moment when everybody was on top. I thought I was going to die and I was a little kid. I was a stick. So I just knew all those boys and you know, we played with the boys. I was a tomboy. You know, it wasn't no funny stuff. Don't get it twisted. But I just knew I was going to die, y'all. I was going to die. I was at the bottom. And it seemed like it took an eternity for everybody to get up. 
I was in there screaming like my eyes was about to pop out like I had. (laughs) I remember that girl like it was yesterday, like I had thyroid problems. I'm screaming at the bottom. Don't get your tail on top of me now. Don't you dare do it. We don't even play like that. Mm-mm. Go find somebody else. Uh-uh. Get somebody else to do it. Uh-uh. So you see, I can remember that. So now it's caused me to have that that issue where I can't breathe. Um. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh. Low self esteem. That's that can be hard to identify, but it becomes apparent through f- fears of being judged, people pleasing, not setting boundaries, lack of worth. Uh, frustration, social anxiety, and distrust can also occur with low self-esteem. Go, go find somebody to play with. The only person I'm in competition with now is me. I don't care what you look like, what you drive, what kind of car you. Um, who cares? You have to get to a place where, Lord, I thank you that you made me for me. Lord, I thank you that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I am a queen. I am your daughter. I am what you called me to be. You know, Lord, I'm beautiful. Hey, good morning, gorgeous. So you have to get to that place where you thank him for that. Lord, forgive me for thinking less of what you created me to be. So I'm his creation. So don't be mad at what he designed you to be. We don't, we don't care about what, what she got going on. You get what I'm saying? And so it, and there are people that would be prettier. There are people that will be skinnier. There are people that will be finer. There are people that will be smarter. There are people that would will be more successful. You're going to spend the rest of your life trying to outdo them. You can't. They're just what they are. There are people lighter, darker. You know what I mean? God, don't nobody care. You better take yourself down the road and, and go sit down somewhere. Because you are not what he created me to compete against. That's not what he created me for. Baby, I have my own race to run. And I want to be like Paul when he's, you know, I finished my course. That's mine to run, not yours. And at the end of the day, can't nobody do it like I do it. So I'm the best version of me that I want to be. And I'm only in competition from yesterday. Lord, what can I do better today? Lord, how can I please you today? Not her. Not Lord, how can I I do her today? God, I'll never see you again in life. Go sit down. And so it's that kind of thing. Y'all worry about the wrong thing. You make the main thing, what? You make a mountain out of a molehill. And so then, you you know, your focus is off. Mm -mm. Uh, Chronic pain or illness. Some studies show that people with early childhood trauma may be susceptible to developing chronic pain or illnesses later in life. So these are just some things. Abandonment issues. You know, the very people that should be caring for us as a child hurt us. And that that leads us to um, development of trust issues. And that's an intense... We think everybody going to leave us. I, I used to do that, girl. I can tell up a relationship. I'm thinking he going to leave me. Now, God, I got the gift of goodbye. You don't take your ugly self somewhere and sit down. You better. Go on somewhere. <laughs> Boy, go sit down. I, I, you, you taking up my time anyway. I can't see you but a couple of days now. Who hell? Mm-mm, mm-mm. So anyway, uh, let's keep going. Abandonment issues result. Uh, in the in, let's get some behaviors that affect the quality of your relationship and abandonment issues. This is some of the results you get attached quickly. 
um, a lack of commitment or trying not to get attached, staying in unhealthy relationships, distrust, uh, feeling insecure, intense suspicion or jealousy, separation, anxiety, overthinking, hyper uh, sensitive to criticism, self-blame. Girl, I did all that. If you'd have called me 20, 30 years ago, girl, you could have wrapped me up in a bow and put my name beside this in the definition, uh, in a dictionary. This was all me. When I tell y'all I was so jacked up, busted, disgusted, child, you could have wrote me as a piece of research. <laughs> Something happened to me, y'all. I don't care what nobody say. I had some issues, yeah. But then, you know, when you look back over your life and you look at your parents and what they went through, of course, when my mother then was in their 30s and late 20s, you know, you think they were old because we are young. And so you don't know. You know, because we didn't know how old our parents were. They never told us. And so I didn't know how old they were, but I just knew they were old as dirt. But then when I got in my early, late 20s and 30s and I experienced the same thing with these old jacked up uh, men, you know, I could see her struggle and I could see what she went through. And then, but uh, because I saw that, I experienced that. I didn't know how to handle that. And I was just as busted and broke up and, you know, as she was, you see what I'm saying? So you can't, if, if you, you emulate that, you don't know how to handle that. But then as a self-teacher and, you know, of course me, I have over a thousand books in my library. Again, I'm a genius. So, but you have to come from that and come out from that. But I suffered to do that, you know, so abandoned issues leave us feeling like we overacting. And we overreacting to someone important, uh, leaving for short periods. But, you know, we get anxious. We have anxieties. So whenever they go out somewhere, we think they with somebody. Girl, mm-mm. not today. Get somebody else to do it. I ain't driving my gas. Trying to see where you at. I wish I would drive down the street. Boy, I wish. I'm going to go to sleep. Me, I don't care if you call or not. So how do we cope with that? We got to recognize these emotions, y'all. That's the first step to healing. You know, if you need to find somebody, get a licensed professional, y'all, somebody that can provide support, get into a supportive environment. That's one of the best things we can do, y'all, because, again, some people don't even think they have a problem. Somebody has never told them or taught them. You know, there's so much information out there now. You know, it, we've come too far to not. Um, they got behavioral therapy. They give us a safe place to process these emotions and experiences to help decrease the negative effect on our life. And it, and then we have goals, y'all, that can help us identify and correct those destructive thoughts that we have and behaviors that stem from these traumas rather than just play them out. We don't want to just sit and play this mess out. So in behavioral therapy, y'all, those they can provide tools that help us to relax, help us to learn trust, help us to regulate those difficult emotions, coping strategies, help us problem solve. Exposure therapy can help us uh, confront our fears. Now, that's, you know, sometimes they use that desensitization techniques and stuff where you can progressively expose yourself to that fear situation, uh, you know, cognitive therapy. There's so many different things. So, you know, um, but like I said, you know, it's, it's all those things and steps that we go along on a way to do that. So, um, to get better, to heal. Um, and like I said, some things is just, you know, even with disassociative amnesia, you know, uh, denial, 
forgetting things. Now, you know, you, we forget where our keys at and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know, Lord, where my, you know, sometimes I have my eyeglasses on and be, Lord, where my glasses? That's a whole different ballgame. But, you know, like I said, these are some important things. And, and I thank God he just led me to this topic today because uh, I dealt with these things for a long time, you know, in, in my life, um, just repressed memories, just things, um, psychological things that we go through again, that people don't share. And that's why I say for women, by women, to be able to talk, to be able to come out of our shells um, so that other people, and here's the other thing, Lord, we, you know, sometimes you're either in a storm, out of a storm or going in one. And we wonder why sometimes we go through so much, but we thank God, um, even while we're in it, Lord, we thank you, you know, for bringing us through. We thank you even in it. You know, ain't no way around them. You can't go over them and under them. You just got to go through. And so we thank God for the through moments. We thank God for the now moments. Uh, I don't thank him that me, he put me in it now. I, I don't thank him for this, <laughs> but we thank him, you know, that his grace is sufficient. We thank him uh, that we know what we seen him do years ago. And, and we thank him for those memories there that we know he'll do it again. We thank him that we know this too shall pass. So the reason that we have these things for women and to let them know that somebody else been through it. Your journey is not unique. We we let them know that um, it's okay. See, the difference is y'all too good. Y'all too righteous. Y'all too whatever y'all want to be with y'all lying tales that you don't let somebody else know. Girl, I've been I've been there. Girl, it happened to me. I'm okay. Look at me. I made it. He got me. He kept me. He sustained me. He brought me through. It's going to be okay. It, it may not look like that today, but I promise you tomorrow, if you just hang on, if you just believe, he will bring you through. And baby, when I tell you, when you come out like with him, can't nobody do you like Jesus because he know why. He know what your tomorrow going to look like. He know what your next year is going to look like. He knows what these days are going to look like. Now, do I wish I had come out sooner? Oh, yeah. I do. But today is sufficient for today. It's, it's sufficient. Um, for whatever reason, for such a time as this, it's sufficient for today. So, you know, my prayer, um, no matter how old you are, uh, young, old, middle age, um, white, black, green, purple, blue, um, that God's grace will extend to you. His mercies will extend to you that you will believe and not doubt that whatever you went through, repressed, not repressed, uh, wondering, doubting. Just know that he has you. You got this. Um, and he is so amazing. He has done so much for me in my life. And I pray, God, that these uh, podcasts would do so much more for you and, and that you would know that um, I don't just sit and whistle Dixie to do them. I just pray, God, that it can touch one person, that one person can grab a hold to know that um it's well in our soul. Um, and he is so good. He's such a good God. He's such a loving God. Um, he is. And so I thank y'all for tuning in with me on this one. 
I thank God for those road journeys. <laughs> that doggone do me. Um, I, I took piano. Uh, I took music, I think, one year. Now, in 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 elementary school, I remember Miss Petite. I went to Oak Park. Um, that's all I remember. <laughs> um, everybody remember that little thing? I don't even remember what that little thing you know that damn thing, that little, that little one piece thing. Yeah, well, I don't even remember that little horn. Yeah, everybody had it. I think they still had a thing now that everybody blew. <laughs> and your, you know, your mama didn't tell y'all to stop blowing that whistle. <laughs> you supposed to practice it at home. Um, I don't know that thing. Y'all know my mind, but I, I'm praying God for memory. I ain't gonna say it's bad. My mind is intact. It's healed, healthy, whole. And um, I can recall everything known to man, and I thank God <laughs> for a refreshed mind, and I thank for restore of everything uh, that the enemy trying to take from my mind. So, uh, but y'all know that that horn I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> so I remember her, and I remember somebody named Miss Wilson. I don't even know what. I think I locked her out and got sent to the office in the. <laughs> I think I locked Miss Wilson out in Bethune. <laughs> In the seventh grade, I think I locked her out of music class, y'all. But anyway, uh, so I had fun today, y'all. I have some memories. I do have some. And I do have some good memories. So, uh, you know, the good thing about repressed memories, you don't have any bad memories. So you have good memories. So that's the blessing that um, God allows all the repressed crap. So all you have is good memories and you remember the crazy stuff you did as a child, like Lord. And and you just, you know, hey. But anyway, y'all, if it's helped, share it with somebody. I pray God that you break free from whatever it is and it, and just know that it's okay that um, even those that you don't remember are normal. And all you little goody two shoes that can remember when you won and you had on your little boot. <laughs> And that you could walk all the way to your mama, bless your heart, uh, too. So uh, I'm coming for you. So uh, y'all, I hope y'all have a good Friday. I, I, I hope your day is great. Your evening is well, y'all, that it was good, that your Friday was great. And that you came home this evening and you were able to settle down and have a great day. So again, I hope it's blessed you richly. If it's anything you ever want to hear. Y'all can drop me a little email at sistersyouhavevalue.com, sistersyouhavevalue.com. Be blessed and know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. I pray for restore, renewal, and I also pray, God, that if it's not something that you need and are able to handle that, he uh, does not allow that memory to come to uh, recall at a time that you don't need it. So we pray, God, for healing, and we love you. And have a great Friday, rest of your Friday. Be blessed.